The Ten Commandments were given to set Israel apart as a holy nation through which the Messiah would be born. So today on Ruta Daily, we're asking, now that Jesus has come, what is their value today? Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we're rooting ourselves in the Bible so we can grow with God a little more every day. I'm Brandon Levy, and God established his law first by taking Moses up the mountain, handing him 10 commandments carved into stone as a, a summary of this legal code that he wanted his people to keep. And from our vantage point on this side of the cross, we sometimes have the temptation to look back at that law and not think very kindly of it. To think of it like a burden or a necessary evil or even a mistake that needed to be corrected by God through Jesus. We say things like, here are all these commands God gave his people. How did he ever expect them to keep it all? And we can get into this mindset that the law was a burden. But today, I just want to focus here on the Decalogue. Ten commandments God gave his people to make them holy. And look at those ten commandments. Ask yourself, were these an unreasonable burden. Was it possible to keep all the Ten Commandments? Answer that in your mind. And now tell me, for those of you who say no, which of the Ten Commandments do you believe is too difficult to obey? None of them are. Some of them are hard. And if we think in terms of how Jesus says we should view the commands, that even our thoughts and hearts can break them, then this is very hard. But just as far as outward observance goes, we can keep these. In the Heston film about the Exodus, they juxtapose Moses up on the mountain, and he's receiving these commands. Meanwhile, the Israelites are down at the base of the mountain, almost as if they are having orgies and building idols and, and everything else, essentially breaking all the commandments Moses was receiving. And they didn't have to act like that. It was perfectly within their power to wait quietly for Moses to come back and give them more instructions. I'm not saying they're going to be perfect. You know, maybe a lie would slip out. Maybe someone would have a complaint about how long Moses was taking to come back down. But surely, surely they could have waited a few more days before the idol party broke out. Surely they could have been obedient a little longer. I think it's very important for us as Christians to know God has not asked for something beyond our power. He didn't ask the Israelites to do anything they couldn't do. None of the Ten Commandments were too hard to keep. None of them were impossible. Now, we all make mistakes, and maybe all together we're bound to break a command. But if we think about the Ten Commandments from a New Testament perspective, they describe behavior and a worldview that is absolutely obtainable. God's commands are not a burden. They are something we can achieve, but we have to want it. We have to have a little more patience than the Israelites waiting at the base of the mountain. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 talks about a time when a lawyer asked Jesus about what he must do to inherit eternal life. And Jesus asks him what's written in the law. And the lawyer responds, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself, Luke 10, 27. A great answer, one that Jesus would give. And Jesus agrees. He says, do this, and you will live. The lawyer knew the answer. But notice, the lawyer doesn't say, 
Okay, got it. No problem. Look at Luke 10, 29. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, but who is my neighbor? I think that might be our lesson from the Ten Commandments. When God speaks, don't look for loopholes. They didn't realize it, but God was giving them more than a contract. He was giving them a world view. And he said, adopt it and you can find life. Following the lawyer, Jesus tells a parable about a good Samaritan to show what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. God requires us to love others, do good, and write by them. That's his command. And again, it's a worldview that he's giving us here, a worldview that is, yes, contrary to the one the world is giving us, but it is absolutely obtainable. Jesus said he didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Matthew 5, 17 says, Do not think I've come to destroy the law or the prophets. I didn't come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. The law was not a mistake. God's commandments, the Ten Commandments, they were not a burden. And since the law is enduring, since every iota and horn will remain until the end of time, since I came not to abolish but to fulfill the law, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5, 19. Jesus didn't come to get rid of God's commands. He came to fulfill them, to show us how to live them. If we aren't learning from the Old Testament, Jesus says we might be called least in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus kept the fullness of the law as God had given it, not as the scribes and Pharisees warped it, added to it, neglected the weightier matters of it. And he showed us God's law was always intended to be more than what the Pharisees and scribes made it out to be. It was there to tell us how we can come close to God. And it was always about the heart. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven there in Matthew 5, verse 20. Do you hear that? The people are thinking, yeah, how can this be? Like the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they're supposed to be the best law keepers ever. And the Pharisees and teachers of the law, the religious elite are thinking, Jesus, how dare you suggest that anyone could be as righteous as we are? And here's the heart of it. We read the Old Testament. We study the law because it shows us who God is and who he wants us to be. It shows us true righteousness and the kind of righteousness Jesus is, is talking about surpasses the righteousness the Pharisees had. Not, not in the sense that you know, Christians keep 240 commands while the best Pharisees only have scored 230. No, Christian righteousness is greater than Pharisaic righteousness because it's deeper. It doesn't just change the body. It transforms the heart. Pharisees were content with an external formal obedience, a rigid conformity to the law, at least the outward appearance of it. But Jesus, as the fulfillment of the law, shows us the righteousness the Old Testament always pointed to, the righteousness that is pleasing to God 
is an inward righteousness, a righteousness of the heart that then transforms our outward obedience. It was that new heart righteousness, which the prophets Jeremiah and Ezekiel foresaw as one of the blessings of the age of the Messiah. And they understood the law then as it stood, then it provided. It wasn't that the law was bad or wrong. It was incomplete. It needed to be fulfilled. And that's the message for us today. These 10 commandments find their fulfillment in Jesus. And we can look to his life and we can see how the Decalogue gives us a comprehensive worldview on how to live. The law was not an unobtainable burden. Not one of the 10 commandments were too hard to keep. But we read these 10 commandments, not because they're carved in stone for us today to obey, but because through Jesus, the Spirit writes them on our heart that we can be a part of the set-apart holy nation of God. And with that, we are going to end our study of the first 10 commandments in this episode of Rooted Daily. And I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.